Welcome to Epiphany with Tiffany, a podcast that explores the deeper meaning behind the clothes you wear and items you own and how to work with the energy of the cosmos to make powerful shifts in your life, home, and wardrobe. I'm your host, Tiffany. I'm a holistic life and style coach and personal stylist with a deep love for fashion and a firm believer of the life-changing power of energetics. Tune in each week for an illuminating discussion designed to shift your frequency and connect your environment to your soul. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you could join me for another episode. Today features a conversation with such a lovely and talented soul, Tiana Gidley. Tiana is the founder and creative director of Tiana Gidley Creative, a full service design studio that helps build beautiful and intentional brands online. She is also the author and creator of Within, which is a self reflection journal that features a lot of really juicy prompts and helps you find your inner compass. I was lucky enough to team up with Tiana a year ago to help me bring my brand and website and vision for my business to life. I had such a strong vision living in my head, and I had already started working with some initial clients in my styling business and energy styling coaching work that I was doing but I didn't have the branding or the messaging or the website to go along with it. And I was really trying to think about who I wanted to partner with to help me get everything pulled together. With my strong marketing background and my perfectionist tendencies, I knew I really needed a special person that just really understood the way I work, all of the ideas that I had, and could get kind of in my head to help extract the essence of what I was trying to build. I was really drawn towards Tiana's overall energy. I had actually been following her on her personal Instagram because I just was really inspired by her style. I don't know how I found her randomly but I had already been following her for a while and just loved her style, loved her overall energy. She creates really cool uh, makeup tutorials and style videos and just something about her essence. I just always felt drawn towards, even though I had never met her. Having her on the podcast today, we talk all about her agency. Her agency just recently went through a rebrand. So we really talk about the different iterations of building a brand, what it's like to be an entrepreneur, what it's like to take big leaps in your life. We both kind of had a similar background in that we had been working at careers where we were working for other people for so many years. And that moment of inner knowing that we needed to take the leap and do something for ourselves and something out on our own and listening to those nudges rather than continuing to repress them and just like what that process is like because it can be so hard sometimes to trust your inner compass and trust that it's going to take you to the right place and 
just how sometimes it can take you somewhere initially and then it ends up evolving and going somewhere completely different. And that's all a natural part of the process. You just have to take the one big action at a time. So we dive into that. Tiana also shares some of the other projects that she's working on in her life that are truly just work that she's doing because she's following her nudge. She's following her intuition and she doesn't even know what the outcome's going to be yet. So she shares something really big in her life that she is walking through that process on currently. And then of course, because Tiana has incredible style and just really always knows the ins and outs of where to go, where to look for the greatest deals for the most elevated pieces. I poke on her style a little bit, get some information from her on where she likes to shop, where she finds her incredible vintage collection that she's curated that is very highly designer driven, but at the prices that we can all hopefully afford in our fashion budgets. So should we dive into that as well? I think Tiana is just such a light. She's so talented, so well-spoken, has such an interesting and unique story. And I also just really feel so connected with her, so honored to call her a friend, so honored to call her someone that I've been able to work with who has helped elevate my brand and made me feel so anchored in my offering and proud of what I'm offering in the world. And Tiana just really loves to add shine and glean to everything she touches. Please enjoy this conversation with Tiana Gidley. Hi, T. How are you? I'm so good. How are you, T? It's so good to see you. I miss our T squared exchanges. I know. Me too. Me too. You're just such a vibrant light and I just miss your energy in my email inbox every day, but this is just, it'll be a good catch up for sure. Vice versa. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been dying to have you on because you were really one of the first people that I teamed up with when I wanted to bring my business to life and working with you on the branding, the messaging, just the overall creative and getting into working with you and, and helped me understand my brand better and what I was actually trying to get off the ground. And so having you come on to talk to everyone about our process and just how amazing you are and your background, I think is just going to be so fun for everyone to listen to. Oh, well, thank you so much for the warm words. And honestly, it's an honor and a joy to be here. I feel like now the world is just going to get to hear all of our like love fest conversations (laughs) that we would have when we were doing your branding. But no, it was really like one of the biggest honors to be able to help you bring that vision to life. Um, you, You had such a distinct and intentional vision. And so the fact that you trusted me with the process of conceptualizing that and bringing it to life digitally is just, I mean, it's, it's an honor. So I'm excited to talk about the process and dive into it a little more. Yes, I know. And we would always spend like at least 10 minutes, just like geeking out over some kind of 
common ground. And I think one of the first things that struck me, because I, I didn't know you, I reached out to you on Instagram. You were someone that I had followed. You're, you're an influencer. And I was just always inspired by your style. And I listened to your podcast, Tia Titi's, which I loved. And Titi is a nickname that my nieces give me. So I just always felt this like connection with you. And when I saw some of the branding you created for some of your other clients, I was like, this is the woman for the job when I, because mm-hmm. to your point about intention, I know intention is a big focal point of your brand, um, Tiana Gidley Creative. It's like it, the intention that I put into my business was reflected in the intention that you t- carried me through the process of the branding. And so it really even um, made it more prominent to me of like how beautiful intention can be when we are creating something and dreaming something big. And so when I reached out, you wrote back right away and it was just meant to be. Um, and I was just so excited uh, for the opportunity to get to work with you. But one of the things that we connected on in the beginning was noticing that we had a lot of Libra energy. I think you're a double Libra. Can you walk us through the high level of your, your astrology, your big three? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I know I, there's just so much. We had so much like aligned energy yeah. um, that it felt like an easy yes. And I think that is because there has to be some overlap in the charts. So do they call it the primal three or... Like your triad or the big three. Yeah. 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 So I am a Libra sun, a Sagittarius moon and a Scorpio rising, which I always find really fascinating. You know, I feel like Scorpio is one of those signs of astrology that sometimes can be misunderstood or get a bad rap. Yes. Um, and not even just a bad rap, just like, you know, there's those signs where everybody's like, oh, that's intense energy. And I feel like Scorpio can maybe dip into that a little bit. But I think the older that I get, the more that I lean into that Scorpio rising and I embrace it a little more. I don't know much about it because your rising sign, I listened to your podcast recently with your astrologer and also something else. And I've been hearing more and more about the rising sign and it's supposed to be like what you should it's your outward it's it's basically your outward personality what people see in you and so that's really interesting about your scorpio energy because scorpio is a water sign and water signs are like the intuitive mystical magical people and your whole vision and how you operate and how you at least my experience working with you and I know how you work with other clients is like you're so intuitive. You're so intuitively led. And so we did this like whole deep dive into our, my branding process, which we'll get into, but you just have this like intuitive way of which you're able to extract the essence and like pull it all together in a way where it was, I was like, is she in my head? Like, <laughs> and that is your Scorpio energy. And I, now I remember what our um, common points were. Cause you're Sagittarius moon and I'm Sagittarius rising. And then, uh. and I'm also Libra sun. So, okay. I love it. So that's crazy. So we do have a lot of overlap there. So what then does your Sagittarius rising, how does that present to other people? Cause I'm curious how that maybe played into, um, everything with the branding process too. Yeah. Well, and so 
rising or sorry, um, your moon is your emotions. And for me, rising again, is going to be my more outward. So for me, that would be, I'm really adventurous. I like to try new things. I'm bold. I uh, take risks. I, and I'm really optimistic. I'm just kind Mm. of trusting that it's going to work out, but I also have, um, water in my moon. So my emotions is Pisces, which is another water sign. And so that's where my intuitive comes in. So they kind of all just work synergistically. And, um, yeah, so I think we've picked up on each other's energy. I also, I love Scorpios. I think to your point, they do get a bad rep just because they're, I think a little bit misunderstood, but it is that magical mystical quality that you're able to see things that other people can't see. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And the Sagittarius makes sense. Maybe that's the whole reason the Sagittarius rising that you reached out to me kind of on a whim, you know, and I think (laughs) Instagram is kind of funny that way you can follow people and feel really connected to them. And I feel like that has to be an energetic thing as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so interesting how it all played out. And that's something that I remember from the very beginning was that we had so much aligned, just vision and energy. And I think one of the things, and I don't think I could necessarily name this when I started the business or when I started freelancing, but now it's become a lot more clear after being in and, and doing TGC for a few years now, I think one of the things that I'm really good at is you could tell me something and right away I see the little connection visions yes. and, and ways that it all interconnects and how we're going to move from point A to point B. And I think, you know, when it's something so personal like your brand and your vision and your dreams and the things that you hope to bring to life, it can get a little murky to, to trust and see those things or, or maybe to see those things and to trust that they are, you know, headed in the right direction, so to speak. But when somebody comes to me like yourself and they have such vision and they already know to trust themselves to a certain degree, like you had so much trust in yourself and your vision for you to just echo that back to me, I start to make all of those little connections and it works really well in a capacity or a container like branding, because then we take kind of these hopes, these aspirations, this vision, which is sometimes a little bit ethereal, sometimes a little bit just like ungrounded. And we really root it down into something practical like typography and colors and, you know, patterns and textures and all the things. And like the core messaging. And I think, you know, where I knew that I wanted to invest in a container for this project was because as an entrepreneur, working by myself, sometimes we can be in a silo and we just don't really know, wait, does this sound good? Is this resonating? Is this, am I thinking through all the different connection points for the client that I want to serve for the vision that I'm trying to get off the ground? And I can have so much vision and ideas, but I need someone to help me distill it down to get to the, like the core of what I'm trying to say. So I'm not confusing myself, confusing what my branding ends up looking like. And so that was something that through our process really struck me because that's what you are really gifted at is, is doing that distilling in a way where you're capturing all of the important details that I wouldn't have been able to capture on my own. And so I just love that about how you work. Um, and also just the process is, I would say that the process of working with Um, your whole agency with Tiana Gidley Creative, 
is a process of manifesting your brand. So when I think about how I'm working with clients to manifest what their personal style is and to really bring that to life, I'm taking a lot of my manifestation tools of like meditation, visioning, writing, getting really clear. And that's how you walk your clients through the branding process, which I think is a little bit different than most creative agencies. And when we walked through the brand identity exercise, it was this really intense intake form. And you're like, don't get overwhelmed, but like FYI, this is like really extra. And I wasn't afraid because I knew that you're going to help me figure this out. I had so many thoughts, but it was just like a mess in my head. And so when I'm like writing everything out, some of your questions were, where do you see your brand in five years and 10 years? What is like what is your life like in five years, 10 years when you have the brand? Where are you? Where are you living? What are you doing? And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get in the meditative state around what I'm building here. Cause it's like, I knew I was ready to build my business and I had the great idea, but sometimes we're not thinking through of like, what is like my actual big picture vision? And then how can we distill it down to today? But then how can I have that like North star of like where I want to go and like where I want to take the brand. And so that is what you're so gifted in. And that process, it felt like I was manifesting and remembering all of the things, even the podcast was on my list, even though I knew it wasn't going to be where I started, but it was like on that intake form. I was like, oh, yep. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then my brain is remembering my whole vision for the brand is beyond just launching a website and getting some branding to help do that. It's like, no, I want to like build this as like a sustainable business where I can really serve my ideal client and really craft who my ideal client is and and what they're all about. And that's what your experience through working with the branding really helped with on top of all the visual stuff that we got to. Mm, Oh, well, I'm just like, I mean, it's so exciting. And it's so, um, you know, it it feels like the vision I see in my head when I think about and reflect on everything you just said is like just this perfect alignment. Like it's so rewarding to know that you see something in somebody else. They see something in you to help you bring that to life. And there's just that synergy there. And I love what you said about North Star, right? Because that really is the way that I and the whole agency operates is we really trust you as the vision holder, the one that can see the North Star, right? And like you said, there's a myriad of ways to get there and different routes you're going to take and different things you're going to manifest along the way. But, you know, TGC is all about having that trust in the person who carries the vision that if they've come to this conclusion, no matter how many ideas surround it, those are all valid and true and beautiful things, right? And so I think the stance as far as like, if we were to, you know, put into words our method is really empowering the brand owner, the business owner to trust themselves in that vision and and knowing that they have this true North and that it is worthy and that it can be done and that exactly how you envision it is, you know, the right path, quote unquote, right? And we then just go in to empower that idea, but also that 
you can trust yourself in this process. We we really think of ourselves as like a resource, right? You have this idea to do a podcast and you feel into the fact that there's a lot of movement that you want encapsulated in the visuals. And so it's really our job to say, this is the vision. This is where we're headed. How can we be used as um, a vessel to bring those things to life? And mm-hmm. so it really is, you know, just about... Um, trusting you as the vision holder and then just empowering you and your trust and connection with your own inner voice, your own intuition to carry us there. And then we just so happen to have, you know, degrees in graphic design. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love that because that's the point where it's like, I could have, you know, built a Squarespace website and just gotten something off the ground for my website. And but I wanted something where I felt really proud of it, where it felt different, where it felt elevated, where it felt like it was like that high touch point, because I wanted to call in high touch clients that were really special in my containers and, and who I have been blessed to work with to date. But it's, it is that thing where the partnering, our partnering energy and our process of working together, sure, I could have done it on my own, but it actually helped to build my confidence about what I was doing because starting a new business, even though I have a really long marketing background and a long career, when you're doing it for yourself, when you're doing it completely with your own, it's just you, yourself, and I to stand behind it. It helps to have that person there that supports you, that sees you, that understands your vision, and that is rooting for you. Because I, I need to get out of my own way. Maybe I wouldn't have ever hit play because I'm a perfectionist and I would have just gotten too in the weeds with the design. So knowing that about myself and knowing I needed to hand that off to the experts that could really carry the vision, I feel like is just, that's how as entrepreneurs, we can, if we get out of our own way, that's how we can make the dream become realized. But we have to invest in partners that we trust that can help with that. And, and that's what, what you are for me. And I want to hear about TCG, like the backstory, how, what got you to start the agency? I know your background is in editorial and you've had such a, um, a deep experience as a creative. I would love to hear about your projects and what led you to build this agency that's been so wildly successful and the team that you that you run. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, I mean, not unlike other business owners and entrepreneurs story, it's been a windy road (laughs) to get here. Um, because like you said, yeah, I, I worked in editorial, um, for a few years, uh, digital editorial. I was helping a gal. Um, I basically helped her design and start an online publication. Um, and you know, when you're working on a small team, you wear a lot of different hats. And so I helped with the design, but I also helped with a little bit of the press, um, relations and, um, you know, outreach to people to get the buzz going. I scheduled a lot of photo shoots. I wore a lot of different hats. Um, And I think throughout that process, now reflecting on it in hindsight, what was really clear, what's really clear now that I was doing was trusting her vision and helping her bring it to life, which is not so unlike what I'm doing right now. And so, you know, I think the universe, the world, God, however you want to say it works in funny ways because it got to a point where there were whispers right on my heart about 
what could this look like if you did this on your own terms and for yourself? And I kind of pushed them to the side. I think a lot of my journey um, revolved around this process of what I encourage our clients to do, which is trust themselves, right? And I I didn't really have that trust in myself. Um, and so I kept hearing these whispers until eventually, like it always happens, they were screams. And I just knew I had to leave. I didn't, I didn't know what was going to be next. I didn't have, I think I had one potential client lined up, but it was going to be a sig- significant pay, pay cut. There was really no net. I think the universe was just like, Tiana, you need to jump. You can't stay here anymore. It even got to the point where I was like driving to work one day and all of the songs on the radio were about leaving or like <laughs> getting out. And I was like, okay, I, I hear you. And so I think it happened a little bit more abruptly than I imagined or anticipated it would, but I left and I said, okay, you know, I trust that whatever's meant to be, whatever I'm meant to do next will fall into place. And slowly but surely, I just started freelancing for other people. And much like other entrepreneurs, you gain a little experience and you figure out what's working and what isn't. You recalibrate and then you get a little bit more experience. And eventually it led to, okay, well, I need a website and I need to like actually tell people what it is that I'm doing because it it was really word of mouth up until that point, just freelance clients, recommendations. And so, you know, it happened really organically. And then one day I was like, okay, I know how to use show it. I've used it before. I can build a website on there. And so we built a website. I had one part-time junior designer helping me with some of the like execution pieces, but really it was all kind of a facade to say like, yeah, I'm an agency, hire me. And then it just grew from there. Again, it's that same process of like, okay, Tiana, what's next? Trusting yourself, recalibrating and putting more things out there so that you can glean a little bit more information and then brick by brick um, building that up. But, you know, it's funny because you would think if we're using this analogy of bricks that eventually you have this beautiful house and you can just live in it and it's great. But something, especially in this season of life that I've been going through, and I don't know if you've experienced this too, T, I I would be really curious to find out, but is there have been so many times where I'm like three quarters of the way done with the bricks and the house. And I'm like, we're going to put a roof on. It's going to be great. And the universe is just like, no, we have to strip everything down to the foundation, down to the studs again, because there are gaps here and we need to rebuild something closer to the vision because something's not serving us anymore. And I cannot tell you the amount of times that that has happened. And that's really kind of the season of life that I've been in is kind of like, okay, entrepreneurship, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well is not always build, 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 grow, grow, grow. It's a lot of that cyclical inhale and exhale. Um, And that's been a little bit tricky for me lately is like existing in the exhale comfortably um, and feeling safe in that, even if it is requiring that I'm ripping all of the work that I felt was so aligned before down to the core only to rebuild it again. I mean, yeah. I mean, so much of what what you just shared is I can resonate with on such a deep level. And I love what you brought up because it is, I think, a facade where we think we build, we have a vision, we build the initial concept, we launch it, then we're comfortable talking about it every day. We're on 
Instagram story, like a full-time job. And there's nothing going on behind the scenes where it's just like all figured out. It's like, I've had so many points in my business where I want to rip everything down, but you're scared to, because you don't want to lose the momentum that you just built and that you just created, that you just poured so much energy into, but it comes back to that inner compass and that inner voice, whether it's telling you it's time to leave your job and go off on your own, whether it's telling you, you need to rethink what you just built for your company. If there is something that is a little voice I've noticed over time, don't ignore it at the whisper stage because it will get to that screaming stage and it just is more painful. So if you're getting those nudges, they're coming up for a reason. It's better to just deal with them now, even if that means you have to go more on the behind the scenes, more on the inhale part. And I think that there's so much of a life that exists behind the scenes as an entrepreneur that never sees the light of day by the exhale, as you say, or, you know, to the, on the public realm socially or otherwise, because there's so much that we build that we just, it never even sees the light of day. Oh, totally. I would say like 90%, you know, I'm not the only one. (laughs) No, not at all. I feel like that's the thing that I've learned, learned, I think the most about being an entrepreneur is the energetic, the mental spend. It's not just what you're physically doing. It's the amount of hours you're thinking about it and strategizing. But I think to your point, you're so right. It does go back every single time to the internal compass. And sometimes the internal compass is saying, rip it down, close the doors, leave. And it is, it's so scary those are the times when, you know, it's easy for me to be like, yeah, trust yourself, like build a business. It's great. But it's the times when your internal compass is saying something's not right here. I need to, I need to circle back. I need to go back around, but look at all the, the, the path I just traveled. It was so far and so long and so hard already. And you want me to go back there. Those are the times when it's hard to say like, okay, I trust myself and I trust that this is going to lead to somewhere even more beautiful and maybe even more importantly, even more closely aligned to the highest expression of this business and my life that I could hope for. It's so hard to trust that. And when you do, when you do take the free fall, the leap, do the thing that doesn't make any sense the magic comes right after. So it's like, you just have to take that leap. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I had no idea that this is what was even going to come in. Sometimes it's not even what we're expecting. We take the leap thinking we're going to start this. And then it turns into something completely different. When I was listening to my inner nudge, working at my corporate marketing job, I thought I was going to become a health coach. I left my corporate marketing job to go back to school, to become a health coach, help people with health coaching. And through the process of health coaching, that's how I realized I wanted to um, bring back my fashion background and my marketing background and like kind of build it into a whole new thing that had nothing to do with health coaching, except for the coaching aspect. So if you don't trust the nudge, it doesn't mean you know what's going to happen, but it means that it's just rejiggering you into the path that you're meant to walk down and it'll, it will open up over time. But the main part is that trust piece and just, and taking that next step, even though you're in the dark. Oh, a hundred percent. And it can be kind of fun. I mean, don't get me wrong. It can be so scary too. I risk <laughs> but, fun. <laughs> yes. But it can be kind of fun to be like, okay, like if I do this really big thing that I know I'm feeling called to do, 
what could lie on the other side? And it's so funny how in sync we are because I was literally going to ask you about like what that looked like when, you know, you were leaving marketing and um, so uncomfortable, so terrifying. Yeah. I'm curious about those fears, T. Like, did you feel you thought you were going to be in the health space, right? Which you could argue that you are in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. There's overlap there. So what did those fears sound like when you started hearing inklings of like, no, like you really love fashion too. You really love, you know, all these other things. This could look differently. Was there a voice in your head that said, you know, oh, but you know, what do you know about fashion? or like anything like that? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, for me, it was when I was leading my corporate job, I had built a really stable career for myself where I was making really good money, which in the Bay area, you know, is scary. You don't want to just lose that nest egg. I had built a reputation in the industry. I I was built, I was working up to become an executive and, and I was taking that very seriously. I got to work on really incredible projects but I also noticed that my body couldn't keep up anymore. The grind of the hours I was working, all the traveling, just all the energy I was pouring into something. And I would have these nudges, like if you're pouring so much energy into working for these other brands and making these other brands really shine, imagine what would happen if you took that energy and poured it into your own. And then I would instantly try and shut it off. I'd feel guilty. No, that's wrong. Like, these companies have helped you grow. They're giving you so much opportunity. They're giving you, you know, salary, you owe them. You are supposed to stay here. It's like those golden handcuffs, but it's the golden handcuffs I've put on myself. And yes, it was hard to leave. And it wasn't necessarily the best news to receive on by my bosses. When I told them, you know, here's my two week notice, but when they, I think could appreciate that I'm following my heart and I was lucky to have Uh, people that I worked with that could really appreciate that in me and saw that I was on a new path, you know, you just have to let it go and and support. And now I think when they can see what I've built, they're just like, oh, this is amazing. When it got to my, when I was in the health coaching space to transition it, to become more of the style focus, that was really just, I had gotten in this deep meditative state of like, what do I want my business to be? there was a nudge that was coming up over and over as I was in the health coaching program telling me something isn't right. And I was so, I was actually pretty angry at that voice because I'm like, I just left my corporate career behind. I took this huge leap of faith and now it's telling me it's still not satisfied. Like what the fuck? I was really, really irritated, but it kept coming up, kept coming up. And so when I started just getting in this meditative state of just like writing it out, I started painting. I started doing a lot of creative things where I was shifting energy in my home environment and in my, just like in my immediate world and like flexing my muscles in different ways, thinking I was just trying to move energy. All of a sudden these downloads are coming in. What if you brought this into your business? You have a a college degree in fashion. You started in fashion. Why, why not bring it into coaching? And I had a coach I was working with at the time where she saw that in me and she was reflecting it. And she was like, why are you so scared to just step into your gifts? And I was like, because this is not what I set out to do. It was like, I had to reframe my thought about what the path was that I thought I was even going after. And once I did, 
things came together so quickly. It's almost laughable, but the amount that I resisted it for like almost a year, it was, I was like trying to just keep it to this thing that I said it was going to be. And it was not working. And I had to finally let go of why it wasn't, who cares that it's not, it's not working this new direction. As soon as I fully embraced it and surrendered, it was like things lined up immediately. And that's when you can look back and laugh and just be like, well, if I could just listen to these nudges quicker, we could, we could be here so much faster and less pain. (laughs) Totally. And, and doesn't it always work out that way? And I have like full chills because I know everything you're speaking to, of course, not exactly or identically, but just so I feel it so viscerally. I very much so feel like I'm in that stage right now where, you know, I feel like I'm being encouraged to invite new energy in just, and it's still, it, it, well, I should say it's seemingly silly things, right? Like you love to sing when you were a kid, you should sing again. And I'm like, I'm in the design and marketing space. What is singing going to do for me? But I just feel that nudge, like you need to sing again. And so to hear, you you know, you say, I was painting and I just got all of these downloads. It really shows us how sometimes we get so rigid about the routines we've put in place because either society or ourselves have told us, have have told us that this is going to beget a certain result. Like this is your path to success. This is your path to, um, you know, abundance or whatever it is you're seeking. And just how important it is to follow those internal nudges, even if it says, you know, go sing, go take singing lessons, you know? Um, and yeah, I just think it's vital that connection that we have with ourselves, whether it presents as a red flag or whether it presents as a tiny little whisper. It's so beautiful that we have that internal navigation system. And I really think, I mean, and I, I'm sure you would say the same. Every time I've listened to it, it has never led me astray. It's always led me to places that were closer to what I, I hoped to build and create. Yes. Um, but it's just so hard too. <laughs> it's so hard. And it, it will, and it's because to your point, we're not conditioned to operate that way. And it's more feeling based than thinking based. We're not thinking our way out of a solution or to find a solution. We're feeling into it. And, and that's why I think that the inner child work is so important. If you can get in touch with your inner child, what does she love? You love to sing. I mean, for me, it was like, as soon as I got back to some of my inner child, like just looking at pictures of who I was painting, dancing, like when I was a kid, like what were some of the things I was into? What were the clothes I was wearing? The colors I was wearing when I started surrounding myself with that energy, all of a sudden, like all these downloads came in and I could remember all of these things. And if you can trust that if it's still coming up and it excites you and you get that feeling, like I'm a um, generator in human design, sacral authority. Me too. Of course. (laughs) And so I have to trust that gut when I'm getting that like little tinge of butterflies or just like a, a roller coaster feeling or just like something that where I'm just grinning, even though it has nothing to do with my career that I think it has to do with my career. If I listen to that, it's like building a bridge. When I was a kid, I had like a talk show in my room with like stuffed animals. And so the podcasting thing, it really, when you think about it, is an extension of that. Totally. I'm like, look at us now. We're literally on a a talk show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're, you're one of my best guests so far. So I love that. Well, (laughs) I'm honored to be here, but no, it makes 
perfect sense. The inner child work, I think, is spot on. And anytime I get that like butterfly feeling and I'm thinking, you know, I get that little sparkle and I try and silence that because like you said, the golden handcuffs, I'm the one, no matter what society has told me, that continues to silence that voice. And I just think about what I tell, you know, six-year-old Tiana who loved to stand on the toilet and sing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow by Annie, that her dreams are stupid, that she's silly. Like I would never tell that that little girl that. And so I have to remember to approach Mm. even, you know, even when the nudges feel inconsequential or meaningless or silly that they're not. They're there for a reason. And those butterflies, those tingles, that's pure. That's your essence. And so I I don't know. I'm still trying it on and I'm still like dabbling in the comfort levels of existing fully in in that space and like allowing myself to lean into all of the, the sparkle and the magic and the butterflies. But I have a sneaking suspicion that I mean, it's just where I'm meant to be, you know, it's where I'm meant to exist always. (laughs) Yeah. And you can have your agency and have this singing thing go off career, whatever it's going to be, get off the ground and and just feel, just feeling into it. And I mean, you live in a creative household, your husband, Sam, he's a creative, he is a musician. So you live, you're surrounded by music. I mean, you live in Nashville, Tennessee, so I would imagine there's a lot of music just at your roots there, but what, what, what is music looking like for you right now? Like, how are you feeling into the tingles? Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Everybody's like, I thought we were going to talk about branding and all of a sudden we're talking about singing. (laughs) So this is more important. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's a good question. And it's actually something I was talking to my girlfriend about yesterday, just yesterday at the nail salon. And she was like, Tiana, like, don't you think there's some clues there? You married a drummer. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Just you to your- <laughs> totally. And then you mentioned it again today. You know, T, if I'm being totally honest, I completely have no idea. I think, you know, we, we talk about the things we wanted to do when we were younger, which is a question in the brand intensive that we do together when we yeah. start any branding um, project. And I asked that for this very reason, because I think what we wanted to do as a child, the things that lit us up uh, have so much detail and juiciness there about where it is we want to go today. And so little Tiana, up until the point that she was 15, wanted to be a pop star. (laughs) Like I so see this. (laughs) Would practice her autograph um, for when she had to sign things and would make up songs in her room and was always auditioning for plays and musicals and, you know, always begged her mom to like join a modeling agency. And it's so funny. I, and I, I don't know where this is going to lead. This is just one of those times where I'm like trusting like, okay, telling this story will lead to something. Hopefully that resonates with somebody. But when I was 15, I auditioned for American Idol and this was like the pinnacle of everything. I was like, this is it. I'm going to be a pop star and this is going to be great. And I, I mean, I didn't make it. And I think from that point on was a lot of me telling myself, Tiana, these aspirations that you have, these dreams, they're unattainable. They're 
you know, that's only reserved for a few select people. So you need to do something that you can excel at, that you can be good at. And I really think that was the turning point for me in trusting the outside world over myself. I think that is a lot of the reason that I was guided to the careers that I was um, because I had gotten some glimmer of hope outside of myself that said, that has some potential, that has some promise, maybe you should go in that direction. And I think, I don't think I would have thought this at the time, but now reflecting on it and doing so much work to reconnect to my inner voice, I think I was really lost. And um, yeah, I just didn't have that connection with myself. I was so concerned with being palatable and good and creative and successful in the eyes of others that I really lost that connection to what is being successful and palatable and good and successful to yourself mean. Um, And so I'm just now kind of in that space. And, you know, it's so funny because you see hints of, or I should say overlap of those um, essence, you know, the things you wanted to do when you were a kid and the things you do now, right? Like TGC very much so encompasses a lot of the things that I love, connecting with people, um, getting a, being able to forge friendships like we have, um, helping bring something from a concept to, you know, physical product, um, creativity, design, all of these things that I really do love. But that is one container, one area of things that I love. And so just because I've seen a little bit of quote unquote success, the model working over there doesn't mean that I should close myself off completely to all of the other little bits of sparkle um, that are coming into the forefront of my vision. And so the singing thing is new. Like, and when I say new, I mean like yesterday, like, (laughs) yes, brand new. And so I don't know what that looks like if I'm being completely honest, but I think I made the conscious decision yesterday to at least allow myself to exist in these spaces where even if it feels silly to sing or make up a song or and any number of things. Like I'm going to allow myself to just travel down that path a little bit and try it on. So we'll see. I love it, Tiana. And I think, you know, there's so much of where we want to correlate. Everything that we love in life has to bring us something in return. It has to bring us income, stability, security, whatever it is. What about just the things that light us up and make our hearts dance and sing just for that? Like that is worth more than a paycheck or more than a house or whatever it is in a lot of ways. Because if your heart is on fire, it's on fire. And it only takes one experience when you're at your formative years where we don't trust ourselves anymore. We shut down our dream, our creative um, nudges and we give our power away and we just start going, walking down that path of like, well, now I just have to prove myself in this like more structured environment. So the fact that you were able to start building the muscle, have some of the success come through TCG. And then it's like, now that the muscle is strengthened again, you've walked back towards little T now it's like, okay, now I can have the space and I have the room to like really bring in what the next layer is without any of the pressure of where it's going to go, because it's simply just making me excited and happy. Like that's beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think the theme of uh, today's podcast can be beautiful and scary, (laughs) Uh, beautiful and hard, Um, but two things can be true at once. Right. And I think it usually always is totally. And I think the possibility of the beauty is what's exciting me right now, you know? And like you said, I think for me, I always get in this headspace of like, okay, well, what's that going to equate to? What's that going to mean? And you're absolutely right. I don't think it needs to mean anything if it, you know, vibrates your inner being and sets you to new heights like of excitement, right? And yeah, I think it goes back to, again, trusting that if we have that nudge, that call, that whatever's on the other side of that will be so satisfying in whatever the result is that if or if it doesn't appear successful or whatever to the world is kind of a moot point. Yes. You know, it's, and it's so freeing to be in that space, to let go of like how it looks, how, what people are going to think about it and just do something simply because it makes your heart vibrate higher and just makes you feel more alive. Like that's what we are here to do in life. Um, and so I would like to ask on your point around, you know, when you build something and you start something and it becomes something, and then you kind of burn the house down, start again, you just came out with a big rebrand for TCG. What prompted that? And like, what is this new 2.0 version of your creative agency today? Mm, It's such a good question. Um, And it was a long time in the making, long windy road once again. But um, so yeah, you know, the agency started really organically and really serendipitously where I just kind of threw together a bunch of collateral and declared to the world, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And I think when that happened, I was so excited, which is, I I don't regret any of this. Um, but I was just so excited about, you know, declaring to the world that this is what I'm doing. I had found my footing a little bit that I really started to, um, as far as design goes, just do what's trendy. Like, what do I think people are going to like? What do I think the design, like what's going to capture people's eyes? And so as we started to develop our messaging as an agency, rather than just a spark of an idea or a serendipitous happening, I really started to think critically about what are our visuals saying to people as well. And we had gotten so firm on the messaging around, you know, we're a branding agency, but we're also a little bit of design therapy, you know, wanting to like soundboard with you and make sure that wherever we're headed is with the utmost intention and care and um, just respect for your true north, right? And so I just felt this call that we needed to make sure that that messaging was at the forefront no matter where anybody interacted with TGC, you know? And so if they had seen one little logo, we wanted it to say, okay, does that make sense? Does it say design with intention? Does it say all of your dreams are possible? And so that was really the catalyst for the rebrand. And then I think in that season, it was a very idea heavy season too. So, you know, it was like, 
how can we expand this ecosystem so that no matter what touch point people meet us at, whether their budget is zero dollars or whether their budget is corporate funding, that they have the opportunity to get a slice of this messaging, this deeper intention, this ethos we're trying to broadcast into the world. So it was just, and this is, I think the tail end of the season I'm coming off now because, you know, we launched the site, not that the new site, not that long ago. Um, We're getting ready to launch a digital course. Um, You know, we have the journal, all these things is just making sure that every facet of the ecosystem felt complete and whole and aligned with our broader vision. I love that. And I love that it's, your story is actually so common and what you ended up doing was just kind of diving in, deciding to have the agency and you actually served your clients before you even really put that same energy towards what your agency even looked like as it's, as its own brand. And then Mm -hmm. after working with clients and help walking them through the process, you're like, wait a second, I need to take myself through this process. It's so funny how that happens walking, I can't tell you how many times walking clients through a personal style transformation. I start looking at my closet and I'm like, wait, I need to look at what exactly what I'm preaching. I'm not doing it for myself every day. Like I need to get back in there and and make some of these updates too. And then how that just starts pouring a whole new energy into your business that then the client sees that everyone can appreciate that everyone can actually experience because then you're more, even more heart centered with your brand. And, but it's just so funny how that works, how we often put it on the back burner in favor of serving the client, serving the what's right in front of our face. But I think the way you kind of built things out, you had this journal within, which I'm obsessed with that came out last summer. And so you, even though you had your website up, not before the rebrand, you had this journal that became, I think, such a focal point of your business. It was like this one product that you were selling, but the intention of it was what really kind of, I think, led to the involvement of your brand and the rebrand. And then you had this, this digital course, which I cannot wait to hear more about because I think people need more of that. But it's like, you were really feeling into what the agency is like, what it's like working with clients, what I'm learning, working with clients. And then I'm going to go and put that into my brand. And then now your website really reflects all of your learnings the past couple of years, which I think is such a cool way to approach it. Exactly. And I think, you know, this is just one of those moments, again, where I just see the alignment happening. It, it feels so rewarding to, to hear you echo back to me, like all of these things that were rattling around in my brain that you understand that our job was well done. <laughs> you know, it's more that cohesive than you think. It's like we, we, told- we pick it apart. We're like our own worst critic, but it, no, it actually is very beautifully executed. And oh, thank and you cohesive. so much. And it always happens that way, doesn't it? Just yes. like we think it makes no sense and it makes complete sense when it's alchemized through us. But I think there are so many things that are just like, yes, yes, yes. Almost to the point that they could be taken as cliches, right? Like you don't need the beautiful branding to get started. You can just get started serving your clients, but it's so true. And we tell this to all of our clients too. You know, design is like human beings, evolutionary, right? And so you're going to go through different stages. You're going to uncover different findings about yourself. Your interests are fluid. They can change, right? 
And so what we're doing when you choose to work with TGC is we're branding you in a moment of time. We're saying, this is where your vision is. This is where your energy is in this moment. And let's try and get as close to that vision as we possibly can. But inevitably you go out and you serve clients and you you get more intel and you recalibrate. There may be a time down the road when you need to rebrand, right? These things just happen. But I think the moral of the story is, can you continue to check back in with yourself? Can you continue to trust that inner voice, that intuition, those nudges, the butterflies, the sparkles that are leading you somewhere, even if you're like, I love this branding. Like, are are we supposed to be transitioning into something new? That there will always be something on the other end if it's led from that place of intuition that serves you, serves the business, serves your clients. Literally, the theme of the day is just intuition, intuitively led business, way of life, everything. And I think, you know, also what can happen sometimes too when we are looking at it so much and trying to make it, force it into something when it's not ready to be that thing, then it doesn't come off the same way as we were hoping anyway. So really just allowing it to flow in the timing that it's meant to. And again, coming back also to trust, the other theme is like trusting that it it will, it will um, make itself present when it's ready to, for you to look at it and just keep going day to day and, and not worrying so much about tomorrow. Um, But, you know, when you're a creative and when you work with a lot of creatives at your agency and and just everything that you're building and all the different projects that you have going on, it can sometimes feel like a creative burnout um, seasons can happen. I wonder if you ever hit these where all of a sudden you're not feeling the creative fire, but you have all this pressure to be a constant creative because you are creative. You identify as a creative. What do you do to restoke the fire if it burns out? Where do you go to inspire yourself? Where do you tend to let yourself play where your creative downloads come in your life and in your projects and and how you stay inspired? Mm, It's a really good question. Um, And I think a really important question too, because burnout is something that is so prevalent for creatives and people who maybe don't identify as creatives as well. Absolutely. the first thing that kind of came to me, because as you know, we know from our previous conversation, I'm still figuring out the like stoking the fire if it feels silly, right? Um, but the first thing that came to me that I do without fail every morning is a clarity, right? And um, you know, we've talked about being journalers in the past, but I really attribute TGC. I attribute within the journal that we mentioned a little bit ago, I mean, everything to having a morning writing practice. Um, And it's really the act that centers me. It's the act that allows me to hear my inner voice, trust it. Um, It's where I go when I need to make big decisions. And, you know, to your to your, the point of your question, a lot of my journaling in the morning these days has been questions like, what do you like, Tiana? What is inspiring you? What is stoking that fire? And I think there's a part of me that very much so is still figuring all of that out because I'm sure you can relate too. When you're working for yourself, it can be so easy to get tunnel vision about 
okay, well, what's this going to do for the business? And, um, you know, are my clients taken care of? Is my team taken care of? Um, that you forget to, that you forget that creativity and inspiration is not only, uh, you know, nice to have in your business, but also like a life force essential. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question in entirety, but right now writing is something that makes me feel really close to myself. And I think that's all any of those acts are, right? Whether it's painting or dancing or singing, it's a way for us to get a little bit closer with that pure essence. Um, and so writing is that for me, and I'm still figuring out um, some other pieces, but I think writing is such an important one. I love the the morning journal practice. It's and even just picking it up whenever you're trying to figure something out because it's usually the things when we can write it on paper. Sometimes we don't want to think the thing, but if we can write it on paper and try not to judge it, it's like that's where the clarity actually is. And I think that's even a lot of probably what inspired within the journal that you created because you were noticing that through your own morning practice with journaling. A hundred percent. And sometimes it's just the act of asking ourselves the question, right? Like yeah. seeing it on paper, what do you want? And like then sounds being, so simple, but it's really not. <laughs> totally. And, and then like letting whatever wants to pour out of you, pour out of you and trusting it. I'm reading this book right now. Funny enough. Um, it's called writing down the bones by Natalie. Goldberg maybe is her last name. I mean, it's actually a book a friend gave to me years ago that I just, when I was in the world of editorial, that I just never really picked up. And to your point about divine timing, things will find you in the spaces and the timing that they need to. And that's something that I've been leaning into a lot more because it can feel a little cliche, right? But it's so true. It's so true. Um, but she has this chapter on first thoughts and it is a book about writing and like, you know, how to, how to be a writer, how to practice writing, but it also has this very Zen component to it, very meditative component, which I really like about it. And so she has this chapter about first thoughts where she says, when you're writing so often, we try and edit ourselves and we try and make it sound really polished, even if it is a page in our journal that nobody is going to see. We want to make sure it sounds right and it has a perfect place to fit. And her argument is that there's so much beauty and so much juice without pulp in just letting the thoughts come on the paper, however they want to present, and then trusting that, you know, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it feels harsh or silly or critical or, you know, fluffy, like those, those things, those thoughts are there for a reason and you never know where they might lead. So yeah. Well, and I think, I think what we write initially, at least for me, I write a lot of the, the stuff I'm that's bogging me down. A lot of the stuff that I just need to clear the space and the air, I need to get it off my chest because it's actually, I can't even get to where the creative essence is or the juice is until I clear all this clutter and the journaling, the first five or 10 minutes, the first couple pages it's just like a bunch of BS that's just like needs to get out and you just need to say it out, get out of your system. And then it's like, after that, then it's like, oh, why am I so worked up over this like seamless, meaningless, meaningless thing? No, there's a root underneath there. And like, that's totally. the only way you're going to be able to get to the roots is if you can get all of the like clutter 
out of the way, but you have to look at it first. You have to get it out. You have to move the energy and then the actual like essence can be shown. 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself. And you know, you have to let yourself feel those feelings. And so often we run from that. Um, but that's the beauty, right? Trusting yourself is, you know, a very feelings based act. And sometimes those feelings are the feelings we don't necessarily want to experience, but allowing that to live outside of our bodies and outside of our minds, it's such a rewarding and cathartic process. So yeah, I'm trying, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm trying to figure out what it is, what's, what's the sparkle is, but I, I am lucky that, you know, we have a great team. We've set up the agency so beautifully as far as, you know, everybody really understands the messaging and the heartbeat behind what it is we're trying to do. And so I love showing up to work. Now it's just the, I get to explore what else could live, um, and exist in this ecosystem that I'm tending and fostering so intentionally or trying yes, to at least. You absolutely have. And you've created this space that's so you had to build that foundational layer, get things in motion, get the learnings. You're you're at a place now where you can have the space to invite in the next layer. So I think that's so beautiful. Before we wrap up, I absolutely want to talk about your style because your style is so incredible. You have, I think like, it's like an effortlessly chic, elevated style, but it's really, um, accessible, which I always mm-hmm. appreciate in someone's fashion where it's like you, cause you are an influencer. And I think that people are always like, I want, you hate when I call you that. Yeah, I, I'm, I, like, I, I'm really, I, I tapped to like, I'm like, I am Okay. (laughs) Just receive it. You are, you do have, you have an influence, like whether it's your makeup tutorials or when you post um, images, people are always asking, what are you wearing? What product are you using? So we want to know what are some of your favorite products right now that you're loving for summer cancer Mm -hmm. season? I love Mm -hmm. that you're wearing a tube top today. That's so on trend. Um, and just what are some, like, how do you approach your style and do you have like core basics that you always go back to, or are you always switching things up? Mm, well, first of all, thank you so much for the warm words. I, I do receive them. Um, I need to be better about that. Um, but you've always been really great about hyping me up tea. So I'm excited to talk about this. We are both words of affirmation gals. A hundred. That's just another thing. Another tick on the checkbox of things that me and Tiffany have in common. Love language. Um, Yeah. Yes. But style, it's such a great question because as a part of this, you know, season that I've been in, I really think there's been this homecoming essence to it. Like even today, you notice this is my natural hair. And I think like, my whole life, pretty much, I straightened and manipulated my hair because I wanted it to be such a certain way. And I'm just letting that wild, like pure essence out, or I'm trying to at least. And I think this this really circles into style as well. I I think I've always been somebody that when it comes to what I wear. And that's not to say that there aren't other areas that are really difficult for me to do this, but when it comes to what I wear, I just gravitate towards what I like. And I think 
maybe it's just me, but I would argue that this is probably a lot of people. There's like a little serotonin. I don't know if it's serotonin, but like a little joy hit when we get something new in our closet or we add something that like really resonates with our soul. And I've always really loved that experience, which I think is why thrifting is so easy for me. Yes. Yes. You know, it's that same like hit of dopamine or whatever we're getting hit with, whatever brain chemicals, but it's fun because it's a treasure hunt and it's lived in. It tells a story. It's usually really affordable and um, environmentally friendly because you're not, you know, I'm, I, I don't have anything against purchasing new things, but you know, it's just like a little added bonus. Um, And so, yeah, I just, when it comes to my style lately, it's been a practice of trusting myself. When I open my closet, instead of looking on Pinterest, I'm trying to say, okay, what do I gravitate towards? 90% of my closet is thrifted. um, And I love like a, like, for example, I just ordered these Prada wedges off of the real real for $40. Like I love like a- I love the real real. Me too. Like Sam was like, don't, you can't be giving out all your secrets, but everybody needs to know, like you can find some chef's kiss. I mean, Prada for $40, like that is, everyone needs to know where to find that. (laughs) And T, you would love them. They have like a little amethyst gem on them. They're like so cute. You're going to have to show me. But once we wrap, I'm like, here, look at my shoes. (laughs) Can't wait to see Uh, Yeah. But when it comes to style, I'm loving thrifted pieces and I'm really just trying to answer the call of my heart, even with something as simple as picking out what I want to wear today. So I opened my closet this morning and I saw the tube top there and I was like, yeah, I want to feel mobile. I want to feel effortless and comfortable, but I also like the way my arms look in a tube top. So let's like go that direction. Um, And then it's just building and trusting from there. So yeah, that's kind of my approach. And then as far as things that I'm loving, thrifted designer, we love that from the real yes, real. Yes. Um, what else am I loving? I've been really into shoes lately. I got another pair of amazing Prada boots from the real real, and I got both the wedges and the boots. I had a little, I had like a hundred dollars credit, but for $70. Well, everyone is going to be hopping over to real real to take all to. of the goods away. But I yeah. want to I want to reflect in you. It's your Sagittarius moon that I believe mm. is driving your adventure with style and also just being uh, an affinity towards nostalgic pieces, vintage pieces. And then your Libra sun also because you care about ethical things that have, you know, can find a little bit of balance in your wardrobe and mm. you're a generator. So you're listening to that gut pulse and that's what's driving your choices every day. So I think it all completely makes sense by the way you are designed. So I just T- have to reflect that. <laughs> you're so good at what you do. You're so right. Like just so right. So on the nose, like, of course you're just, you're just so good. <laughs> well, I will receive that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I wish we could, we could keep talking forever. I wish we could keep going on, but I think this is a great place to leave it. There's so much here. I, really hope that people will take a moment to look at your Instagram, look at all the beautiful things that you've created. And if they feel inspired by our conversation today to reach out and connect with you on their branding, where can people find you? What's the best way Mm. to connect? Yeah, absolutely. So 
probably not unlike everybody else, I have about a million Instagram accounts. The agency you can find at Tiana Gidley Creative, and that's Tiana with one N. Um, And then the journal, um, which is a self-reflection journal dedicated to helping you find your answers is at all things within. And then I'm at underscore Tiana Gidley. And you know, there's all the various links there too. So if you're on Instagram, um, you can usually find all of the offerings that we have as an agency. Beautiful. And we will be putting links in the show notes. You're accepting clients right now? We are accepting clients and we're really excited about the fall season and getting some exciting new brands and websites and just all the digital things out there. So we would love to have you if, you know, the intentional vision holder messaging relates to you. And if you're getting that pull listening to this, because it's all about, it's all about the pull. That's how I reached out to Tiana. I felt that little gut pull and look at where I'm at now. So it's amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. You're just such a light, such a vision, so inspiring and just such a beautiful soul. Thank you. Oh, thank you, T. Really, I can't help but just having this conversation with you. It felt so aligned. And I don't know, I I can't say that there was a part of me that always knew you would do this, but it just feels so right. So thank you for having me. I'm really honored um, just to be in your presence for an hour. Thank you, T. Okay, tell Sam I said hi. We'll talk later. Bye, Bye, everyone. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks, T.